Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I am Athlete Tonight. What up, what up, what up? Hope everybody's having a good Monday. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Emmy Award-winning sports analyst and 10-year NFL defensive lineman, Lee J. Doosable. And you know I'm with my squad. One of Atlantic Community High School's greatest athlete was a Pro Bowl corner with the Kansas City Chiefs and does some acting on the side. My guy, B-Flow Brandon Flowers, and a man who literally knows everyone, was a first-round pick of the Tennessee Titans. It was not only a star football player at Westlake High School, but a star basketball player as well. My guy, Adam Pac-Man Jones. Fellas, what's good? What up, what up, Pac? You used to who? Muted, Pat. Pat, let me find out you was nice on the court. That was nice. Sorry, guys. Uh, I was looking up some stuff that I wanted to talk about in the show. But what did I used to who? <laughs> first of all, bro, uh, McDonald, McDonald, all American. First of all, we won two Ooh. national. We won. We won two, two national state, championships. Two state championships, right? And like. My first year, we went 33 and 0. Oh, you which was, was nice, nice. At, at that time, it was never done. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, my junior year, we lost uh, the state championship because I kicked the ball in practice because I was mad at the coach to kick me off the team. They lose by one point. My, uh, I mean, that was my sophomore year. My junior year, we go back to the championship, right? We up 15 points. I smacked the flow, <laughs> take out. That was my last foul. We ended up losing by one. And I ended up winning the game my senior year. Um, had a chance to to pursue as a McDonald All-American, but I, I went the football route, so which was cool. But yeah, I could really hoop though. Like I, okay. I was I was I had NC State, Georgia Tech, West Virginia, uh LSU. Oh, then yeah, I had some small happen, schools man. like uh Eastern Carolina, uh Marshall. See, you know Pat, tell, tell the story because I know I was watching uh on uh Uncle Shay's Boom Boom Room or whatever he called it, uh Club Shay Shay. Um you you were trying to decide whether you were gonna play football or basketball. I know you had a like big offers to every football program. I said I think you said except for like three, right? It was yeah. LSU didn't offer you football. You said um I'm trying to think who the other two teams. It was LSU, Georgia. Georgia. Georgia didn't offer. You had Auburn too, right? And Auburn. Those was the three schools that I was like, damn, 
out of all the schools that offered me. And uh, Michigan was one of the schools that didn't offer me. But my coach, he came and he said, hey, man, you got every school offering you playing football. It's only going to be one more Allen Iverson. Your ass is 5'9". <laughs> like, your ass is 5'9". <laughs> you need to go play football. I was like, all right, coach. Damn, you just shot my whole dreams down. <laughs> Killed and everything. dreams. <laughs> but, hey, I made a good choice, though. You know what I mean? Uh, now, but while we on college football, I got to give Pac his flowers and I got to put him on the spot because oh. Pac and Charles Woodson was the only college corners that I ever liked, right? Like, there's a lot of great college corners that I like yeah. watching, but you and Charles Woodson, bro, y'all was the only corners that I, like, I locked into week in and week out. And for you going to West Virginia, I went to VTech. So yep. on my visit, yeah. I used to go to the games when y'all played VTech and everything. So yeah. I got to put you on the spot and ask for a West Virginia signed jersey, man. Before Christmas come, bro, I'm putting oh, bro. you on here and telling you I need one of those made out bro. to me. Only way I'll do that if you give me one. If you give me one, I'll give you one. So I have yours. I'm going to give you a game jersey, too. I ain't going to give you Ooh, I ain't gonna give you no no replica. You know I got saying? you. So Same give way. me a Let's game go. jersey. I got you a game jersey. I want to frame it in the basement. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it. I fuck with you the long way. All right, let's do it. And the funny thing is, like, I think you guys, college just played earlier this year on a Thursday night. And be folks not say anything about that game. <clears throat> Y'all know what happened. VTech got smacked up. <laughs> yeah, VTech got to get back on the map, man. Like, we ain't Beamer in that thing right now. We, we, we got to get back to what we used to be on. So, Hey, but can I say this for all the VTech fans and all the West Virginia fans? Besides the backyard, bro, I think this is one of the best robberies that's ever been alive. I Let's never go. forget when we played there, man. They was throwing battery batteries, like big D batteries, bro. Oh, wow. We we walking out the tunnel. We don't want the game. You know, they playing the hokey. Ah, ah. <laughs> literally, literally, the the student section was throwing like big ass like D batteries. Like we had to put our helmets on. They was chunking them at us, bro. We got wow. the same treatment in Morgantown. I'm about That's to say, why, I, I played yeah. in West Virginia a couple times, and it's real out there with them people, man. That's why Marcus Vick was shooting the birds at the crowd. It was <laughs> like, hey, let's get it. Like, so the crazy thing is you guys both used to be in the Big East, right? So y'all used to play all the time. But now that they're not in, because you guys are in the ACC, right? Yeah. Virginia Tech. And I think you guys are in the Big Ten, right? Or is the Big 12? They're Big 12. What's your thing is in the Big 12. Man, but put some still, respect on our name, bro. You need to know where we at, bro. Y'all in the Big 12, I, I know. All right. So... They still have that rivalry game almost every year, or no? They just started it back. They started, just started okay, it I was back. wondering that, too. This year, boss. This year. But I will say this. Between the Virginia Tech game and the Pittsburgh game, yeah, rivalry is back, bro. Yeah, like it's they back. That Big East again, man. I think I think there's a need for that, like like having Rutgers, Pittsburgh, you know, <laughs> Miami, Miami, yeah, yeah, Boston yeah. That Big East was nice, was, man. That Big East was nice, play. man. Yeah, because I mean, I think you guys. Oh, Virginia Tech might have left first and went to the ACC with like Miami and a few other yeah. teams, and, uh, and then I know West Virginia. I think went to the Big Ten first and then went to the Big Twelve. And it which still makes no sense because Pac, y'all all the way, you know, y'all not all the way east, but most of the Big 12 teams are like Texas, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, everything a two-hour flight. Well, we got to go. ain't fair. Right to West Virginia. Yeah. So it literally makes no sense to me at all. Um, and then, you know, Rutgers, you know, left and went to the Big 10 as well. So it's like the map is kind of like yeah. all over the place. Like you should have just kept everybody on that eastern right seaboard together. And it would have been good. 
We got a really good show, fellas. Let's go ahead and get into it. Mitch Trubisky comes off the bench and leads the Steelers to a win over the Bucks after Tom Brady flew to New York Friday to go to Robert Kraft's wedding. Is this a major issue in the locker room? We discussed that. Both New York football teams are playing well and winning. Is the NFL better when the Giants and Jets are good? We'll discuss that as well. And Robbie Anderson got kicked off the field and then traded to the Arizona Cardinals. We'll talk about that. But first, the Yankees and Guardians are in a delay and plan to play in a win in advance game in the ALDS. Now, with the Yankees' 99-win season on the brink, Garrett Cole pitched seven innings, getting the Yankees to a 4-2 and two win over the Cleveland Guardians last night to tie the series at game, two games apiece. It set up a winner-take-all game five that is currently, well, not currently being played. It's delayed right now. But uh, whoever wins this will advance to the ALCS versus the Houston Astros. The National League Championship Series, is all set with the Phillies taking on the Padres. Series begins tomorrow in San Diego. The Padres upset the 110-win L.A. Dodgers to advance to the NLCS, and the Phillies upset the 100-win Atlanta Braves to advance to the NLCS. My Jets. Oh, my (laughs) Jets had a dominant performance versus the Green Bay Packers. I mean, Brees Hall ran for over 100 yards, including a 34-yard touchdown. Quentin Williams, my God. If you guys don't know who this guy is, you better lock in. He's one of the best D tackles in football, has five sacks on the season, had two versus the Green Bay Packers and the Jets defensive line registered four against Aaron Rodgers in multiple hits that had the 38 or I think he's 38. Maybe he's a little bit older. He might, Aaron Rodgers might be in his 40. Had him getting up very slow in that game and the Jets win 27 to 10 over the Packers. Now, the Jets 4-2 and two record is off to their best start, six-game start since 2015. When they were also four and two before, before finishing that season, ten to six, I was on that team. It was a good year. We stuck out in the last game of the season, didn't beat the Buffalo Bills, and did not get into the playoffs at ten and six, which still haunts me to this day. The Jet, whose offensive coordinator is Packers head coach Matt, Matt Lafleur's younger brother, Mike Lafleur, was in his bag. Man, the Green Bay Packers were outrushed one hundred and seventy nine to sixty. Uh, in a game during which Zach Wilson was just 10 of 18 for 110 yards. Now, this is a very interesting stat, uh, Pack and B-Flow. The Jets are plus 48 in the fourth quarter, which is the second best fourth quarter point differential by any team through six games in the last decade. Only behind the 2016 Broncos, who won the Super Bowl that year. Now, here's Robert Sala after the game talking about the Jets mentality and coming in what the Jets mentality is coming into the second half of games this year. The, the mindset to go 60 minutes and uh, and to give them 60% more and just keep giving them body blow after body blow after body blow and just keep hitting them, keep hitting them in the mouth. O-line, just keep pushing and just keep leaning on them. And we felt like if we can just keep taking them down to deep water, they'll find out they can't swim. And it was just, just a mindset. Pat, we want to see if you can go to deep water and swim. B-Flow, question for you. And I already know your answer because you'd be hating. <laughs> Are the Jets for real? Man. I, oh, my I God. I don't want to say this, dudes, because I get on you about the Jets all the time. But <laughs> yeah. they for real. They got a good Ooh. defense. They got a good running game. Yeah, hey, hey can and we then, clip that? Can we clip b flow <laughs> saying that? They're not turning the ball over, right? Mm. And they a tough team. Tough so out. I got these guys playing. You called it but in the preseason. You yep. said he go come. He bringing some guys from San Fran. 
He's going to preach toughness, and these guys are going to play ball just like they did in San Francisco, the guys he brought over. And I didn't want to believe it, right? <laughs> I was like, man, these the Jets. They, yeah, they got, a, they got some guys coming over, but they still going to be the Jets. But, man, they are tough. They're doing just what their head coach said, making people play 60 minutes. Mm. And you can just see how tough they are. They, like, really put their will on their opponents. opponents a lot of confidence. A too. lot of confidence, and they just tough. They go hit you in the mouth for 60 minutes and see if you can handle it. And no team really has been able to stand it so far. So yeah. I, I got to say they for real. Yeah, and before I go to you, Pac, I mean, something that needs to be circled, right? Carl Lawson, who I know you know well, Pac, was with him in Cincinnati. People forgot he tore his Achilles last year. So he's working his way back. In the Ooh. last three games, he's been on a tear. He's yeah. been ridiculous. I mean, I believe in the Miami game alone, he had seven quarterback hits, a sack, and a sack fumble. Yeah. Like, Quentin Williams, I talked about it earlier in the intro, five sacks this year, one of the best young D tackles. The one thing the Jets are going to be mad about is they didn't pay this dude before this year because <laughs> he's going to demand 150 easily in free agency, and they're going to have to pay him because if you have a dominant three technique, it makes everybody's job so much easier. We got John Franklin Myers on the outside. I believe he has two sacks. Sheldon Rankins, I believe, has a sack and a half. They just have a good rotation at D-line. And when I was talking to you earlier this offseason, I was talking about, like, they want to mold this team kind of like San yeah. Francisco. They want to build it from the inside out on O-line, D-line, be able to run the ball. Brees Hall has been a great pick. I mean, yeah. second round, they actually tried to trade up in the first round and get him, and people looked at him crazy. Well, now you see why they tried to trade up in the first round to get him, because this dude has been dominant. So let me ask you, Pac, are the Jets for real? Are the Jets for real? Like, all of that that you just said right there, right? Yeah. Do you know who the Jets played this week? Uh, they played the Do Packers. you know who? The, uh, who? <laughs> the Packers. In the Packers in Lambeau Field, in Lambeau Stadium. The best quarterback to me, maybe the second to everybody else. 100%, yeah. Um, but this a motherfucker that can throw a dart at in night with his with his mask on, with his eyes closed. <laughs> I'm talking about straight up, but this is the point. Sauce, sauce, Ooh, sauce yeah, gardener. Sauce, <laughs> sauce, <laughs> sauce gardener. Sauce, sauce, sauce gardener. But hey, look, let's talk about the defense. All right. First possession, punt. All right. Just get the ball back. They punt. Guess what? They made Aaron Rodgers go again. Three and out. Punt again. Huh? They punt. Make Aaron Rodgers go again. Three and out. All game. right, <laughs> they punt. Guess what? Aaron Rodgers go three and out, and they missed the field goal. Missed the field goal. All no, right. Block. However it was, missed, yeah. block, yeah. however you want to say it. Jets get the ball back. Shit, how many possessions is this? One, it's about two, three, four, positions for the pack five. Pack. All right. The, the, the fifth possession, guess what? Three and out. <laughs> Sixth possession, a fumble. Mm -hmm. The seventh possession, a turnover. Let's yeah, talk about right. like let's forget everything else, ball, bro. Let's let's, let's let's forget everything else, and let's put some respect on the defense of the Jets and what they're doing right now. I know it sounds good about this and that, that and this. Flacco, the kid coming back, this and that. The running back had one twenty-five. All that sound good, but without this defense playing today, the, the way they've been playing, we would not even be talking about the Jets. So shout out to the defense because that's where the money is really getting played at right now. Hey, Sauce, you was back at the top again. Um, you weren't getting barbecue cooked. You got the <laughs> chef hat again. I just want to say. Yeah, they're cooking people. 
This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, Brandon Flowers and Adam Pacman Jones. We're talking about my Jets. We're probably the most dominant win from this past Sunday. Uh, getting into it, B-Flow, I know your biggest issue with the Jets was you thought Zach Wilson, it was going to be tough for him this year. And he's had up and down. I, th- I think he showed us some in that fourth quarter versus Steelers. Yeah. Uh, really, really balled out through, I think he was 10 of 11 or 11 of 12 for 128 and a touchdown led two scoring drives in the fourth quarter to help them win that game versus Steelers. But the, the thing that's been different from this year to, la- to last year is he's taking what the defense is giving out. He scared me that first half, held <laughs> on to the ball entirely too long, ended up getting two sacks that I can't even put on the offensive line. I put on the quarterback for holding the ball too long, but he's not turning the football. That's over. what that it is. That is the biggest, that's it's the it biggest is. difference. So I call that growth right now. Again, people tend to forget he missed like seven weeks of training camp. So he's this really only his third week. So he's going to, you know, get more comfortable in the offense. And I think that's why this team can be dangerous because right now they're just getting average quarterback play. If we're able to see the Zach Wilson that we saw versus Steelers in the fourth quarter, or even the one that we saw last week versus Miami that was efficient and threw for over 200 yards, this team could be really dangerous because they, they're turning people over on even special teams, right? Uh, Brent Boyer, the special teams coach for the New York Jets, kudos to you. Block punt for a touchdown, block field goal in that game. Nice return by uh, Braxton Berrios. This de- this special teams has been balling for the Jets this year along with the defense. So let me ask you this, Big Flo. Can the Jets continue to have this type of success with Zach Wilson not putting up huge numbers as long as he doesn't make mistakes and turn the football over? Yeah, you hit it. He don't turn the ball over. And I don't know if I want Zach Wilson to feel like he can do what he did in Pittsburgh consistently and go out there yeah. and try to put up numbers. Because once you start turning the ball over, you put your defense in bad positions. Points start getting on the board. They ain't feeling too happy about, like, usually we hold teams to 13. Now they got 19 quick points because of turnovers, right? So just do what Cooper Rush and Dallas been doing, what y'all been doing in mm. New York. Don't lose the game. Like, make your little quick throws to burials in the flats. Let them mm. make people miss. And defense, we go get you the ball back. And let's play a field position game, right? Course, yeah. We go try to force a turnover. We go give you a short field and then work with that. We don't yeah. need you getting too confident right now. And <laughs> feeling you can, yeah, you don't need to throw 35 to 40 passes right now. Yeah. I still think they still... I still think they need a stud on the outside. Right? I mean, Garrett Wilson balled the first couple of weeks. Uh, that was with Flacco. Since Zach Wilson's come back, it's been like more Corey Davis because that's who he trusts. Yeah. That's who was with them last year. And he kind of force fed him the ball in the beginning of last season. So if you look at Zach Wilson in the fourth quarter when, he, when he's played really well in these last three games, Corey Davis has been the guy. He's the one that had a 41-yard catch for Green Bay, um, uh, a quick slant for 11 or 12 yards. Whenever he finds Corey Davis, he seems to get in the rhythm. So – I know it's been talks because Elijah Moore surprisingly wasn't targeted once yeah, at all yeah, this game, which, yeah. which is crazy, but they gotta honestly, move him around more. Yeah, they I think they need to around. they need to put him in the slot a little bit yeah, more. And I know Barrios is. is their slot guy, and they really feel like they can move Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore between the slot and outside. But I think Elijah Moore will feast in the slot. I think they have to be adamant this week versus Denver Broncos, especially if Pat Sertain decides to guard you know whether he guards Corey Davis or Garrett Wilson whoever put, he guard he's taking them out yeah like, so he needs they know. need to put Elijah Moore in the slot get him in some motion like they, they give him end rounds to Barrios and he's an explosive athlete but so is Elijah Moore yeah. get him some of those end rounds they did it last year they just haven't done it this year Pat let me ask you this question before we talk about the Green Bay Packers every team in the AFC East is at least 500 or better right now Pat is the AFC East the best division in football man I don't want to talk about that <laughs> I want to talk about that because your division might be the worst. Because, right now. <laughs> no, because you ain't talking about Bryce Hall. 
You ain't talking no, about. We talking about Bryce Harper the whole beginning. Like, but you gotta give him his flowers, though, bro. Yeah. Like, you gotta give him his flowers, bro. Like, he, he breaking he records, cooking. bro. Yeah, Last he week cooking. he had a hundred yards from from receiving. He had damn near a hundred yards uh, rushing. This yeah. week he had twenty attempts for one hundred sixteen yards. He averaged five point eight yards a carry. Yeah, like without him, the Jets would be shitty shit. And I'm sorry to tell you that. Hey, on the offensive I, side, I, I, I don't disagree because he he literally been now, now with a running game with a guy like him coming out the backfield, it makes everything so much easier. You yeah. don't have to throw the ball fifty times, and you know how it is, boss. It's finna get cold. You know that it's yeah, finna I get cold. To run that pill. It's finna get cold in New York. With the things that this kid is doing right now, he can catch it out the backfield. He can yeah. run the ball like. That's the best thing y'all got as far as offense-wise. Let's not talk about the quarterback, the wide receivers. Talk about this young man right here who is who is building stepping stone, is breaking records, and the defense who is playing like like probably the best defense we've seen in Jets mm. history in the last at least 10 years, I would say. Um, but they that's what it identity. is, bro. They know the it's, identity for real. Play yeah, good I, defense, run I, the ball. I agree with you, B. Yeah, and the thing is, even Michael Carter balled uh, past that. He averaged on over six yards a carry, too. So, talking about a one-two punch, like, he started in the beginning of the season, played really well week one versus Baltimore. But Brees Hall's kind of taking over that starting role, which he should, because I believe you could do a little bit more with Brees Hall. And also, Michael Carter, if you look at the history of him, even going back to North Carolina, he's never really carried the load, right? Yeah. Even with Javante Adams, he split the load there. Brees Hall has been the guy that has carried the load at Iowa State. It looks like he will be the guy carrying the load for the uh, New York Jets. Let's talk about the other team, fellas. Green Bay now. They're 3-3 three and three now. They've lost consecutive regular season games within the same season for the first time since head coach Matt LaFleur arrived, Matt LaFleur arrived in 2019. Now, Aaron Rodgers was asked after the game if he felt the Packers season was getting a little wobbly with the team uh, falling to 500. Here is what he had to say. We got to be realistic about where we're at. We've played a couple uh, subpar games in the last two. So we got to play better, but uh, wobbly only if people are breaking rank. You know, I think it'll be interesting to, to look at the comments uh, from all of our guys and coaches, and hopefully we stick together. That's the important thing. But until I see us breaking ranks, I'm not going to say there's any wobbliness going on. Does that mean be flow breaking rank? <laughs> but uh, let me give you guys a quick update. Uh, 7:45 p.m. will be the next meeting between the MLB and the weather forecasters at Yankee Stadium. The indication is that everybody wants to play tonight and will do everything they can to get this game uh, going. It could be a long night in the Bronx. We'll keep you updated on that. But yeah, I, before I understand, what is it? <laughs> everybody falls in the rain. Is this the military? Like, like what, what is Aaron Rodgers talking about? When he says that? that must be some Green Bay saying they got behind closed doors on who ranked is that. But I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers not feeling what's going on right now. And we used to quarterbacks being Rodgers politically. Retired. Yeah, we, <laughs> we used to quarterbacks being politically correct when they answer questions and he just letting them know how it is. Oh. Like, listen, I'm not feeling what's going on over here. We might not be good enough, might do, I don't know. Like, Well, it's it's funny that you said that, B-Flow, because Pac, I'm about to throw to another Aaron Rodgers clip. And he had some, some interesting words to say. Now, Aaron Rodgers believes the offense needs to be simplified. And then he was asked about adding talent to the roster. And this is what A.A. Ron had to say. 
based on how we've played the last two weeks, I think it's going to be in our best interest to simplify things uh, for everybody, for the line, for the backs, for the receivers, um, especially with Cobby's injury. Um, just simplify some things, and, and uh, maybe that'll help us get back on track. Brian, I've had uh, uh, a number of conversations. Um, I trust him and his staff. Uh, if they feel like they need to add, that they will. Um, I think there's enough on this team uh, to be a successful team. Uh, there's the possibility if certain guys emerge of us having a chance to make a run. Um, I know Brian believes the same thing. Uh, but if there's an opportunity, uh, I would expect that Brian will be in the mix. Now, B-Flow, again, Aaron Rodgers had a lot to say there. And if you were a player in this locker room, how would you feel about his comments? And is he telling the truth? He's just being real. You got to respect <laughs> when a player is being honest, right? When he's saying that they need to simplify, it's like, look, we young. Like, we trying to be too cute. We might try to do all these checks. <laughs> the line ain't fanning the right way. The receivers yeah. ain't getting the checks. They thinking too much while they trying to run routes. Like, let's just play ball. And then... If they can't get open, then that's when he alluded to it. If we ain't got the talent, then that's a whole nother situation. But I just think right now he feels like the game is too complex for them. They're not mm. playing fast. They're thinking too much. And like, like I said before, we're not used to quarterbacks being honest on what they feel is going on. Usually they'll say, hey, we just got to get back on the right track. We're fine. We go get going. We go get it going. But mm. nah, A-Rod just telling you how it, it is. Not respect it. Yeah, I respect it. it. Well, well, the funny thing is his head coach, Matt LaFleur, got wind of Aaron Rodgers' comments about simplifying the offense, and this is what his response to that was. We talked about it. It's just any time that there's a lack of execution, and certainly we got to coach better, no doubt about it. We've got to put our guys in better positions. Um, just communication from top down and then out on the field, uh, you know, has got to be better. We got to get everybody on the same page. And then to me, it's it's more about digging at the details of what we're doing. Because I think you could see that, and it, it falls on everybody. Um, certainly, uh, you know, again, it always starts with us as coaches trying to do a better job of getting guys to understand all the little intricacies. Now, Pac, what was the head coach supposed to say? That's Aaron Rodgers. Of course he's going <laughs> to agree with him. But I got a question for you, Pac. Um, we haven't seen a Green Bay offense look out of sorts like this Probably ever. <laughs> Can Green Bay turn this thing around on offense? Hey, man. Y'all always ask me why I be on wheel jack. Yeah. Now, this is the same thing that Aaron is saying to his young boys. Mm. Pay attention to fucking details. Stop just coming to the game. Stop coming to the game not watching film. Mm. We need to dumb it down. Film hold on, film. hold on. We need to dumb it down because they don't understand on third down that I'm giving them is a hot call. Mm. At the end of the day, bro, like, you know how it is, bro. Like, when you are the best, you the Michael Jordan, you the Tom Brady, um, you the uh, Peyton Manny, um, uh, uh, we can go on and on about different quarterbacks. Like, the the expectation is high. Mm. It don't matter what year you is. You know what I mean? So I might have been a week late, but now shit, it's time to get going. <laughs> yeah. Before let me let me turn to you because 
we go to the defensive side. Like, this Green Bay defense has kind of been overhyped this year. And they literally have ballers at each level. Um, what do you think the biggest issue has been with them? They on the field too much, man. Like mm. Pac said, all them three and outs that Aaron Rodgers had, you know as a defensive guy, when you, as soon as you sit That's on true. that bench and get a swig of water, you back up, getting ready to go back on the field, like you start to wear down out there. And when the opposing offense have that many times to come back on the field, your defense bound to break down. And they go catch on to your tendencies a little bit more because they got five extra possessions in a game to slice you up. So I don't think they necessarily fell off or they playing bad. It's just yeah. – like, it's a complimentary game. Offense got to get first downs, get the chains moving, let them boys get some rest, mm. and go over there and be able to adjust to what they need to do to stop an opposing offense. Because, you know, if it's a three and out, we can't adjust to nothing. As soon as you sit down, you talk <laughs> to alert. Yeah, you talking to your boy, coach come to say one thing, you got to get back up and go on the field. Point so they alert. need first yeah. downs to go over there and adjust. So it's complimentary football, man. Yeah. Offense got to get off the field. Well, keep the chains moving on third down. Yeah, and to your point. Can, I, ta- can I, I tell you what they missing though bro go ahead real quick because we gotta get to break if they missing one thing you know boss who that monster used to wear 55 huh last name smith huh oh zadarius yeah I, that's I, what I, they miss i don't because you gotta come think, on bro. rashawn gary has six sacks bro so he, he it don't matter it don't matter you talking about one person but no person i'm telling you i i'm telling you who they missing three and a half i'm telling you who they missing yeah, I think it's I a think different. Attitude. It's a different I, I kind of leadership. Attitude. Yeah, leadership. Different kind of attitude, attitude yeah. when you got different people in the locker room. Yeah, I think for Period. sure the thing is his attitude and leadership because when he came, he kind of changed the culture of that whole locker room. But to your point before, before we get to break, Jair Alexander seemed like he took this game personally, and he actually balled out this game. So that this game won on him. Again, they got players at every level. You talking about Campbell at the linebacker position, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith inside with Kenny Clark. Um, Jaron Reed, too, and then Savage and Amos at safety. Yeah. You just think they play a little bit better. The run defense, I, I put that on the D-line. It, it's been atrocious. Again, we talked about it. What Bryce Hall had over 116 yards. Michael Carter averaged damn near seven yards a carry. That never happened that, on that, that, I, You know what I'm saying? You're not going to win a lot of games when you're getting punched in the mouth like that. Hey, this is Hope Solo, host of Hope Solo Speaks, a serious XM podcast. This week, we're tackling a subject that has been kept silent for far too long. The rampant abuse in the NWSL uncovered this week by the Sally Yates Report and the powerful documentary, Truth Be Told. I'll sit down with that documentary's director, Jennifer Carson Strauss, and give my opinion. You don't want to miss it. Download Hope Solo Speaks right now on the SXM app. Available with all of our trials and popular plans or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, y'all? The Home Depot Retool Your School program is back on the yard and back at it again, bringing up to $150,000 in campus improvement grants to help upgrade and uplift your favorite HBCU campuses. Not only is Retool Your School partnering with HBCUs, but it's also inviting you to join by voting online. Only at retoolyourschool.com vote. You can vote as many times as you want, as often as you want, whenever you want, now through March 24th. If you want to support change across HBCU campuses, all you have to do is vote. So keep doing, keep building, and keep supporting HBCUs at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. Retool your school powered by purpose. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is Brandon Marshall from I Am Athlete here to talk about my favorite go-to Britty meal that I can't always enjoy because the carb fear is real. But carb-heavy foods are often the ones we love most. But Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences and compromises. Zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber, delicious and flavorful. The soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a refreshing, maybe, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. Something for every craving, including sliced bread, loaves, buns, and tortillas. Monthly small drops of indulgence, favorites like the two-gram net carb Hero Croissant, or the one gram net carp hero cheddar biscuit. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code athlete at checkout. That's athlete at H E R O dot C O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use athlete at H E R O dot C O. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York. Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Welcome back to I Am Athlete. Tonight, I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, Brandon Flowers and Adam Pacman Jones. And the New York Giants stunned another team by beating the Baltimore Ravens 24-20. to 20. Now, Julian Love had a late interception, which was a horrible, I mean horrible throw by Lamar Jackson. It was third and six, right? The ball snaps, goes right by his face. He, he has a backpedal, get the ball. I get it, right? You want to get the first down, try to end the game, but just throw it away. You don't want to compound a mistake by making it worse. He tried to find his fullback, Richard, over the middle of the field, Folks went up to him. Julian Love makes a great interception. That leads to a one-yard touchdown uh, run by Saquon Barkley. And the New York Jets go on to win the game. Now, the Ravens blew a, a game late for the third time this season when they had a nice-sized lead. Here's Daniel Jones talking about the Giants' competitive spirit and thoughts on how they are 5-1 and one to start this season. I think it's just a tough Um, You know, we've got a competitive spirit, a competitive – uh, stamina is something you know Dave's has preached since he's got since he got here in the spring, and I think guys have uh, really taken to that. Yeah, I think that's the way we have to look at it is is one game at a time, and um, we're five and one. I think that's uh, you know cer- certainly something that helps us build confidence. But when you look at the tape, and uh, you know when you're playing in the, these games, you realize how much more we can do. Now, this truly was a lopsided game. Baltimore should have won. They outgained the New York Giants 406 yards to 238. The big difference was the Giants got contributions at all three phases, had a couple big returns on kick return. We talked about the uh, the interceptions and turnovers uh, by the New York Giants. And actually, Kayvon Thibodeau with the game on the line after the Giants took the lead, came in, sacked, fumbled, you know, Leonard uh, Williams jumps on the ball, that seals the game for them. So Lamar Jackson had two bad turnovers because even on that play, he held the ball a little bit too long, ends up getting strip sacked by Kayvon Thibodeau. Now the Ravens seem to have a, a stronghold on the game when Jackson had a third uh, third down sneak, and I talked about it at the forty six yard uh, at the Baltimore forty six yard line. But uh, illegal formation pushed the ball back. 
Again, the snap went by his head. Bad interception to um, Julian Love. This is Lamar Jackson talking about this game. It's frustrating because we lose it. Well, we lost those games. Um, but we're not going to let it, like, you know, shall we our season. Um, it happened. It's over with. We got to move on to the Browns. But we just can't keep beating ourselves up because that's what it is. It's not our opponent. You know, obviously, it's NFL team, they're good. But I feel like we just beating ourselves with little mistakes here and there. You can say that, right? Three games where you had a nice lead and you just give it up in the fourth quarter. Before let me ask you this question. Do you have concerns the way Lamar Jackson has played these last two games, completing only 50%, 56% of his passes, two touchdowns, two interceptions? And if you look at the last three games, he has four interceptions. I do, but that's Lamar, man. Like, I, I wouldn't, if I'm a coach, I'm not going to try to tell him to tell back or anything like that because that's, that's a just, terrible interception at the end. Yeah, though. but that's what he does, man. He either go run for 20 right there or he'll yeah. make that and Andrews go come down with it like that's You know what you're getting with him. Yeah. I mean, he can't continue to play like that in the yeah. fourth quarter and – teams come back and get these wins like you got to sit them down and he's a coachable kid like if you bring him in there he'd be like listen we can't turn the ball over we need you to just be mindful of that i'm not gonna take yeah. any of your aggressiveness aggressiveness away yeah but this is what you need to do he go buy in and the ravens will be fine i wouldn't put too much on his play because to me he's still a top five quarterback talent wise like he's just yeah. gonna go out there with his team to getting touchdowns, not field goals, and that's just what he do. So, yeah, it's a little concerning because he usually don't turn the ball over at this rate, but the style that he plays, you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, but the bad has been bad, and it's cost them three losses. Like, I believe he had a turnover the Miami game. Uh, the the uh, other loss uh, to the Giants, he had two late in that game. I'm trying to think who were So you put those losses loss. on Lamar? No, nah, I don't. I think this defense got to play better. I think well, the, the defense the last two weeks has actually played respectable. And going actually the last three weeks, if you go back to the Buffalo game, they essentially held the Buffalo Bills to twenty points until the end. They kicked that field goal, lost twenty three to twenty. I think Cincinnati. I think they only gave up what like fifteen of them pack, and they lost that game like seventeen to fifteen or something. How like dare you come on this show <laughs> and tell us that Lamar is not playing good? This is what I want you to do. All right. He hasn't Take, played well the last two weeks. Hold on. Take Lamar off the team and tell me, what do you have? The same record with, Brett, with uh, Hunley? Nah. Come nah. on, bro. The same record? Nah. Come on, the bro. he's played the last two play weeks. My, play my sand, please. Can y'all play it? Uh, play, play the thing? <laughs> play it. Oh, my God. Play oh, my it, God. Please. Yes. Because <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, but you got to think. If you, we talked about it, right? When they played your Bengals, how many – Open guys that he missed that could have been like game winning throws. It, it was like only one, it, it was really only one on the deep ball. That was the only one but that I, I can remember. He had no one to Tylen Wallace down the sideline. He had one to the Devin like, over the middle. But everybody bro, like this is right what now. I'm telling I, you I, though. I, I, but I, I, like he, missed he, <laughs> he just missed one. Yeah. yeah. Can I can I say one thing though? Like this is the craziest thing about all of this, boss. Like you haven't even gave this kid no credit. About oh, how he hold on, can I finish one time? <laughs> can I tell you haven't side? gave you haven't gave him no credit about how they've been up the first half in every game. Yeah, where the game hold on, where the game should be over with. That's what I said. Play cover two, keep him down to three. The game should be over with. And you get on here and say, Oh, 
That he was split. one game. That was the Dolphins game. That was that like was three games. No, it was well, three no, games. You got to think they was up to, uh, 20 to three versus the Bills. You know, that ain't enough okay. points to beat the Bills. Oh, my Wait, God. If, if, you're on, if you're on the defense side of the ball and you get, get spotted that, that many points. That. like Hey, bro, if we get spotted but 17 spotted points, I'm cool with it. This game, though, right? And those two turnovers at the end, did that not cost them the game? Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about the magnitude of the season. You're talking about one game. I mean, but I mean, it's a loss. You can't just say it's one game because it, yeah. So are are you are you half. telling me that he lost the game? Is that what you're telling me? I I, I think he was a big so, reason why he lost his last game. Yes. What about the score before that though? Versus your Bengals? <laughs> no, I said what about the score? I'm talking about the last game. What no, about the score? Game right? Yeah. What like, about the score before that? Were down by double digits. That's what I'm saying. It was a close game. You can't turn the ball pack. Simple, we talk about it all the time. You cannot turn the football over at the end of games. You're going to lose games doing that. And I love Lamar. I think he was, like, he was my front runner for MVP like through the first four weeks of the season. But the last two weeks. We only had week six, bro. Well. So you telling me. Four, I said the first four weeks of the season, he was my MVP front runner. The last two weeks, he's not played well. I'm just being honest. So you telling me he went from sugar to shit in two weeks. <laughs> it happens all the time. In the end of all right, the last two weeks, guess who he played? He played my Bengals. He beat our ass. He didn't beat nah. The, y'all, he, they barely. We lost. Yeah, we lost. lost. Yeah. All right. But he and then he. Well he that game. It, but we lost. Yeah. And then he All lost right. the Giants. Yeah. No, they they beat us. What are you talking about? Do so, you hear me? Yeah, the, the Ravens beat y'all, but I'm talking about then they lost to the Giants after that. All right. So yeah. you said the first four weeks you had him as the MVP. Yeah. And he just went one and one in the last two weeks, and you taking him out of there. I don't have him as a front runner no more. I think he's still in the hunt, but you you telling me right now he's playing better than Josh Allen? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He playing better than Jalen Hurts right now? I say he playing better than Hurts. No, come I'm on. Hurt, Hurts, I mean, <laughs> they know what they're doing with Hurts. He's throwing for a like Josh Allen game. Like they they two totally different quarterbacks, yeah. right? But Lamar, he can't make that interception at the end of the game. But your question was, am I concerned? I'm not concerned at all. Like I told man, you, you can't make that mistake, but I'm not concerned about this play. The only way, I, the jo- only way Josh Allen got weapons. Yeah, Lamar well, ain't got no weapons, but who Lamar got? No, you're right. Bateman's been out, so like that's that's been a big loss for him. I'm not gonna lie, that's been I, a big loss. I don't even know a receiver on um the Ravens team name. Duvernay, you just gonna disrespect Devin Duvernay like that? <laughs> Who's that? He's a Pro Bowl returner. <laughs> Did you hear what you said? Uh, returner. He got the best tight end in the game right now, though. Yeah, we know that. I said receiver. <laughs> Shoot, these boys, hey, they be going for a thousand. They practically receive respect. <laughs> these well, tight ends. I, I, only thing I'm saying is like, and we go to the live shows. We talk about Lamar, the contract and stuff. But is it fair? It ain't fair. Yeah. But like. He should be like at the elite of the elite for what he's doing, bro. Cause yeah. he ain't got nobody. Like that's true. You, you traded Hollywood Jackson. That was the deep threat. You got rid of everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Like, I mean, Hollywood Brown, my bad. But like, who do we got? He got the tight end and the run game subpart. And I don't like his coordinator. Mm. Like, like, come on, man. Like, and at the end of the day, if it was like, for instance, you keep talking about how Josh playing. Josh, did Josh play good last week? Versus the Chiefs? No, uh, uh, the week before that. Versus the Ravens? Or who did they play the week yeah. before that? No, yeah, they played Pittsburgh. He threw for over 400 yards. 
last week, bro. I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, the last, last week. week that you talking no, about it wasn't, bro. They just the played the Chiefs, bro. Then yeah. they lose to the Chiefs. No, the Chiefs won. I mean, uh, now the Bills, the won. The Bills beat the Chiefs. Bills That's won. what I'm talking about. The Bills beat the Chiefs. Oh damn, I missed. It. <laughs> nah, he was cooking last week. He was cooking. Last he was cooking, week. bro. He been cooking the last two weeks. But we got to put some bro, conversation. He was running the ball, bro. He I wasn't really know. throwing the ball, bro. I want to give some love to the Giants because again, culture matters. The way this team is flowed around. Uh, Wink Martindale playing his old team. Played really well. This is I Am Athlete tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosman, with my guys, Adam Pac-Man Jones and Brandon Flowers. And we were talking about, you know, Pac said, who does Lamar have? Well, it looks like Deshaun Jackson could possibly be signing with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Deshaun Jackson will visit the Ravens on Tuesday, according to Adam Scheffner of ESPN. Um, at I Am Athlete live show in Philadelphia last week, Jackson had this to say uh, to Brandon Marshall, Adam Pac-Man Jones, and Omar, Omar Kelly. I'm in a phase now where I'm not officially retired, but Hold on. I'm ready to get back to it. So shit, how can you tell this man go retire and sit down? That's all I know is to go play football. Why are we saying that for the people? Are you retiring or not? Hell no, I ain't retired. I'm a free agent. I'm ready to go. I just wanted to know. Y'all, y'all heard breaking news here at I Am Athlete. Deshaun yeah. Jackson says that he is a free agent and he's ready to play. How much you training, Can though? Can I ask one question? You, are you going to be ready to run a 4-3-6? I'm in highly shaped. DJ, give me four teams that you like, that you think you looking at. I'm going to go Philly. I'm going to put Philly first because we in the building. Philly. Yeah. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say Green Bay. They need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> You're the only motherfucker in this room. It's another one of y'all in here. <laughs> All right, all right. Hey, hey, hey. hold on, hold on. Oh, hold on, DJ, you, you, trying, you trying to help out Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Aaron Rodgers went to, to my college, so, you know, we got a we, we got a little history together. I didn't play with him, but he went to Cal, so we got a little bit of connection there. Third and fourth. Third and fourth, I would probably say, uh, I like Lamar Jackson game right now, man. Baltimore. Jackson to Jackson. You know, I hear some bulls, but, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's all love. I, I like to support the young fella. Now, the 35-year-old Jackson played half of last season for the Rams and half of it for the Ravens. He finished 2021 with 20 catches for 454 yards and a career-high career average of 22.7 yards per catch, which means that boy can still get down the field, be flow at Adam Pac-Man Jones. Quickly, guys, because we got to get to break. Um, could this be a B flow? Could this be a big boost for the Ravens pass, passing offense? It can. He's still a deep threat. We're watching his highlights now. He's still running past people. He's gonna be one of those guys like a Joy Galloway that can always run. I caught Joy Galloway on his back end and he can still, still take it off. Yeah. <laughs> so D Jack could be an asset, man. Whenever you can get behind defenses, that's what Lamar needs. Just let the ball fly, let him run up underneath. Yeah, quickly, Pat, can he can he really help and boost? Cause you like you said, they don't really have any weapons on the outside for the Ravens. Could could he be that boost that they need? Well, I'll tell you this, he can still run. God damn it. We were just together this week. We went and worked out, <laughs> and he is moving. So he can stretch the field. I'm eager to see how uh, this visit go to Baltimore. I don't think he'll leave Baltimore once he get there, but that's my opinion. Yeah, my mistake, I, he played half the year with the Rams and the Raiders last year, not the Ravens. But he might be playing with the Ravens this year. And the Steelers, short man and all, take down. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, Mr. Trubisky, who had to come into the game because Kenny Pickett went into the concussion protocol, came in and led the Steelers to a win, and it snapped a four-game losing streak behind Mr. Trubisky's 144 passing yards. But be flow, Pack. 
it was the big time throws by Mitchell Trubisky that was the surprising thing. I mean, a couple third and 11s, third and 14 with the game on the line, finding Chase Claypool in the end zone in tight zone coverage. Where was this Mitchell Trubisky before he got benched? Where was he? He was nowhere to be found. This is Mr. Trubisky talking about uh, coming into the game and winning the game versus the Bucks. I just wanted to come in and help the team win any way I could. So uh, I just tried to come in, do my role, and lead the guys. Everybody stuck together, and uh, they had my back when I came in as well. So it was fun to see. We all kind of rallied around, um, and we just got to continue to pick each other up and stick together. So it was a hard-fought win, definitely a big-time team win, and uh, we just got to continue to improve. And a lot of the credit goes to the O-line. I think on those third and longs, they were giving me a bunch of time to see the field. Um, a couple, I used my legs. And then just some big-time catches by Chase over the middle, um, pickings on that other third and long to come back to the sideline. So um, really just the support and playmaking ability for my teammates, the O-line giving me time. And uh, I was able to just come in there and, and make the plays that we needed to, to get out with a win. Again, the Pittsburgh Steelers were short men, so much so that they're missing four of its top five players, including star Mika Fitzpatrick. I believe three out of the four starters in the secondary, B-Flow, were out this game. Now, Tom Brady completed just 25 of 40 passes for 243 yards and a touchdown, but also saw drives bogged down constantly in the red zone. They struggled in the red zone. Four times Tampa Bay drove inside the Pittsburgh 20. Three times the drive ended with Ryan Suckup kicking a field goal instead of an extra point attempt as if the Bucs scored. Now, Brady was shown yelling at his offensive line on the sideline who let the Steelers get to Brady and had him really uncomfortable. This is Tom Brady uh, talking after the game. We didn't earn it. We didn't earn the win. So it's a game of earning it, and it's a game of playing well and performing well, and we're just not doing a good job of that. I don't think we've done it for six weeks. And I think we're all playing less than what we're capable of, and we've all got to look at ourselves in the mirror and figure out why. Now, earlier tonight, Tom Brady was on Let's Go, which you can hear right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio or wherever you get your podcast. And he talked about getting caught on TV yelling at his O-line and how he thinks they feel about it. Take a listen to what Brady had to say about that. It's a bad day when there's more F-bombs than touchdowns. So <laughs> that was not one of my better days. But um, F-bombs usually don't, they don't make it. They used to kind of keep you from you know showing you in those moments uh, but now it's kind of for the world to see. So that's just the way it is. I think I have a great rapport with all my teammates and they know that the only reason why I'm doing it is to try to motivate them and try to get us to a higher level. It's nothing that I don't say, you know, if I don't feel like we're living up to the expectations and playing up to the expectations that we're capable, then it's, that's my job. You know, I'm a quarterback, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting the right tackle to do it. I'm not expecting the the running back to do it. I'm not expecting the, you know, the receiver, the receiver to do it. I'm expecting myself to do it. I'm the one out there speaking in the huddle, calling the plays. That's what my job is to try to get us going and to try to rally us. And there's a lot of ways to do it. And sometimes it's some positive encouragement, which you do a lot. Sometimes it's, you know, getting on people and trying to raise the level, the sense of urgency and raising my voice and trying to create a different vibration for the whole offense. And that's ultimately what you're trying to do. Now, the Buccaneers became the biggest favorite to lose a game this season with the loss to the Steelers, and it had people questioning if the Bucs actually took the Steelers seriously. So this is Todd Bowles responding to that. I think guys that's living off the Super Bowl are living in the fantasy land, and 
you got to get your hands dirty and go to work like everybody else. And we've been working hard. We got to work harder, you know, because nobody's going to give us anything or feel sorry. So we got to go back as coaches, as players. And the time for talking is over. You either got to put up or shut up. Mm. Talk your talk, Coach Bowles. And speaking of that, because I was going to take this conversation somewhere else. Accountability, right, B-Flow? It's a big word, right? Everybody's seen spitting images of Tom Brady Friday night being in New York for his former owner, Robert Kraft's wedding. The issue with that is B flow and out of Pac-Man Jones is that Tom Brady missed the Saturday walkthrough. Now I played 10 years. You played 10 years B flow. Pac played more than 10 years in the NFL. Have you guys ever seen a quarterback miss a Saturday walkthrough in the NFL? Hell yeah. <laughs> what quarterback missed a Saturday walkthrough? I know seen a quarterback, a cornerback, a running back, a tight end. No, no, all right. Let me let me rephrase it. Was it for like somebody being born or or a few? Bro, man, you know how this is, man. Everybody don't get treated the same in the NFL, bro. But like, I'm just answering the question. Hold on, bro. Has anybody you missed get, a, a Saturday I, walkthrough for a wedding? Listen, bro. When you at the elite status, that what he's at. He can miss the Saturday walkthrough because he already wrote the Saturday walkthrough. They walked through uh -huh. it Friday probably fucking three, four times before he left the motherfucker. The Saturday walkthrough is nothing. Nah, Pack, I don't agree with that. And you got to. I agree, bro. Like you. Also, tripping. this this guy. Are you point. telling me that the Saturday walkthrough is is that important? What you mean? It's a quick dress rehearsal. You, you usually know if somebody know what they're doing on yeah. on Sunday with the Saturday walkthrough. And honestly, I always say by Friday, you need to know what you're doing, you know, on Friday. I'm saying Friday. I don't need Saturday walkthrough. I'll wake up ready to play. I know what my job well, is. Obviously, um, the Bucks are ready to play. I, I get out the bed ready to go. Well, obviously, the Tom, Bucks are ready to didn't lose the game. What you mean? They haven't been able to score in the red zone. They're averaging like 20 Did points. Did Tom Brady lose the game? Yes. Yes, he lost the game. I said it. He's not been playing well. What are you talking about, Pac? Again, this offense, he led the league in passing last year. This offense is nothing close to what it was last year. There's no continuity, obviously. Of course, they've had some. Hey, hey put that shit on. Put that <laughs> shit on. Ain't no really? AB. Ain't no right B. Now, hey, put that shit on. Well, let me ask, let me ain't ask no AB. That's why it ain't the same one. offense. Huh? Yeah. Put out the AB. Put that hey, shit on. Do you, do, you see that, do you see it being an issue that Brady wasn't there for the walkthrough Saturday? The only reason it can be an issue is because he missed time in camp, right? He missed, so, I was about to say, he missed 11 days in camp, Pat. So, so this is the thing. If he wouldn't have retired and then came back and then missed camp, yeah. And then now he missing walkthrough. Man, y'all sound like his y'all sound like his wife, man. Oh, now you want to go back and play football? No, nah, but then, but then that's also but, another he's what? dealing with a public thing right now. Again, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, personally I, I ain't with even talking life. with that, but I'm just talking about the vibe. Like, you know that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Like, the, yeah. the receivers have been hurt. It's kind of like, bro, they ain't been together for a little At minute. All. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they just getting back healthy. Like they ain't have that camp Reps time. Is big, man. Yeah, I just bro, think, we in week four, bro. I mean, week I, six. I just think they team, we going bro. on week like, seven. Tom usually be the guy that's like he gonna be there. He go rah rah. Let's get this going. We gotta yeah. win a championship this year. And then now it's like he missed more is time he, away than he been there. It, it, it's different for him, right? I think it's weird for the team, and they don't have that leader outside of Tom that's gonna get them right, right? Yeah. Like I, I don't, I can't picture out. Somebody bro. that Saturday walkthrough pack that's gonna be like, all right, let's bring it in, let's go, let's get this thing going. It's probably a weird vibe out there, bro. It's not even Tom, bro. Like it's a running game, bro. They gotta get 
uh, playoff Lenny, that's what Tom telling these motherfuckers. Hey, you linemen need to fucking block. Man, we were just watching the game in here, and Brady had a nice pocket. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the run game, bro. We're not even talking about Brady, bro, because Brady Brady know what it is. Brady can't succeed without a running game, period, point blank. Brady has never just came in without a running game. Every offense you ever seen Brady in, he had a positive running game. Right now, they cannot run the fucking ball in Tampa Bay. They need to figure out how to run the fucking ball. Once they figure out how to run the ball, and then you see Brady doing what Brady do. Brady is talking to the linemen. Hey, get y'all ass ready to go because Lenny is not running like Lenny should be running. Yeah, and it's not like they're not trying to give him the ball. Now, like in the earlier in the year, they, they were give him the ball. He had yeah. the ball twenty-two times yeah, last 20, game. Yeah, twenty-one carries the other day. And I think, but don't you think a part of that is because right now nobody's respecting them throwing the ball down the field. They've struggled throwing the ball down the field. So. The offense ain't in sync, bro. It's not in sync at all. This, this is my thing, Pac. If they don't run, if they before if Brady them can't run the ball, they go come out quick game, quick game, quick game. Then they go run the ball. Like he'll usually have some quick game to the tight ends to soften the defense up. Then let's yeah. get it to the running game. Right? All right. Well, this is my point, right? This is my point. They're playing light box, doubling one receiver. All right. They are doubling receiving saying. We only respect the running game. So this is if you cannot run the box. They forcing him to run it. Yes. They yeah. we forcing y'all to run the ball. We ain't got eight in the box. Yeah. We want if y'all to run. Computer, yeah. If he sees beat us high, running, run beat us run running. Run. We're gonna play too high. We betting y'all can't beat us running. And that's what's going on right now. They doubling, they doubling Evans. You know what I mean? All right, we're gonna take him out the game. He's so frustrated, he don't know what the fuck to do. Because the running game is not there. Mm. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosbull, with my guys, Adam Pacman Jones and Brandon Flowers. And we're talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks and their loss first to Pittsburgh Steelers. And versus, let's go to the other side, B Flow, Mitchell Trubisky, right? Who would have thought? Look at that. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Who would have thought? I'm gonna let y'all have. I'm gonna let y'all have the rest of this conversation now, sir. He, right, he really feel like he can't talk about anybody from Pittsburgh, and it's really strange because he's been retired for like three or four years already. You gotta let it go, Pack. Half of those dudes ain't weren't even on the team when you were playing for the Bengals. Like you gotta let that go, bro. But getting back to Mr. Just tell you don't ask me it. <laughs> getting back to Mr. Trubisky before, like again, big time throws, not just like dinking and diving. What's this is what we said he should have been doing the whole year. Because me and you talked about it off camera, right? The writing was on the wall. Even though they paid you a little bit of money, they drafted Kenny Pickett in the first round. The inevitable was going to happen. My thing is, why not go out there and just cut it loose? And it looks like that's what he did in the second half because he already knows that the job really isn't his anymore. So why not go out here and cut it loose? And literally just in a quarter and a half, he threw for 144 yards, found, you know, Claypool for a touchdown pass, found him, you know, at the end of the game to to seal the game, I think on third and 11 on a back shoulder fade. He talked about it, you know, in the press conference clip we just paid, uh, played for you. Third down, George Pickens found him. Like, like why did, again, before, why didn't we see this Mr. Bisky earlier in the year? You know how it is, though, dude. Some players can't play under pressure. Like, Ooh. I know you say that he, the right was on a wall, but they still say you are a starter. Like and he believed that. Yeah, I mean, he thought he was going <laughs> to at least finish the year. Because, but, Mike, but, but okay, so why not just go out there and let it lose if you're gonna play for the whole year? Because he's thinking, even if I'm not gonna be the quarterback here next year, I'm still got to play for a deal. 
and some other team. No, but, want but that's what I'm saying. But if you're playing the way he was playing, he was playing like a rookie, scared, timid. Like that's what no, I'm saying. Pressure, wants, pressure had him playing wants like to that. Pay nobody to when do he, that. When he came in in the middle of the game, he like I ain't got nothing to lose. I ain't the yeah. starter no more. I don't care. I'm just throwing it. Oh well, if they pick it, I ain't gonna be the starter next week anyway. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of players play better like that. That's why you always see backups come in and they have splash plays here and there because they playing they free. Have, yeah, they playing free. But yeah. now when you start them and be like, hey, now you can lose guy. this game. Like you go be out here, you can lose this game. It's a whole nother guy. So I don't expect Mitchell Trubisky, like if he has to play next week, to come in and play like that, like how he did at the end of he the game. He might have to because I think, you know, Kenny Pickett's in concussion protocol, you know, with everything that's been happening, especially after the Tua injury. It might be a while. Well, depending on how fast he passes all the protocol and the tests, he could potentially be out for I guarantee week. he gonna come out dinking and dunking. Yeah, I guarantee. <laughs> so he's not gonna play like he did the he's second not, half? <laughs> bro, I mean, he's not because that pressure gonna be on his head again because he done gave him a little hope. He done gave him a little something. They expecting something out of him now. So he, he definitely ain't gonna come out and play the same way. We talk about culture all the time and how important it is in the locker room. Just talk about the job Mike Tomlin did to get these guys ready because we talked about it late. Like they had five pivotal starters out. Three of their their four starters in the secondary alone throughout this game. And he, you know, helps lead this team to a victory. So just talk about the job Mike Tomlin does. Cause it's like every time somebody is saying, well, this probably the year he doesn't, you know, go over 500. He might have a losing season. He puts a good win together versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. But it's something he built over time. Right. Like, and he still got good leaders in that locker room, like yeah. Cam Hayward, like those guys like that, they go make sure they they understand the younger guys that even pickers and the guys that's just younger yeah. like listen them terrible towerable them terrible towers that go in that stadium like it's something that come with that like we just not a team that can win four five games and we just had an off year like when you put on this helmet it's something that come with that it's something that we expect it's a uh it's a bar that we can't come underneath and I look for Pittsburgh to make a little run and. I still don't know if they'll be 500 this year, but they'll be right up under 500. Like, they'll be respectable. Yeah, and the thing is, right, T.J. Watt is still hopefully going to work his way back. We'll see. But Alex Highsmith, for them, the other outside linebacker that starts, he's been cooking. Six and a half sacks, had a big sack versus the Tampa Bay Bucks this past week. This is a guy that potentially is going to get paid by somebody else. I don't know if, you know, the Steelers will be able to pay two guys because we saw that already, right? They already had to let – um, what's my guy in Tennessee go? Dupree, they had to yeah. let him go in free agency. I mean, Heisman still has two years, but if he keeps on this trajectory, this is a guy that's going to get a bag from somebody, even if it ain't the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh always have guys that can get to the quarterback and wide receivers. Like, no that's, they don't miss at those two positions. Right. They hit in the draft with those. Yeah, every yeah, year. That, that's what they do. So even if they don't pay him, they go they go have another one come in the next year or two. And, man, Mike Tomlin, playing for him, you can just tell. Like, those guys have a certain edge about them where they don't even want to let him down, right? We've yeah. seen them in different interviews where you'll say, like, man, I want to go play for that dude. Like, when I was yeah. in the league, I wanted to go play for Tomlin. I did, too. <laughs> so, so he's just that guy that you finna go out there and ball for. Yeah, man, it'd be interesting to see how the, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers finish up. And... If Kenny Pickett can go this week, does Mr. Bisky, like B-Flow says, come out dinking and dunking the ball and, dunking. and not throw the ball down the field? I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. 
Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.